Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 487 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. And you have tuned in for our Weekender edition. This is the 98th edition of the Weekender. Getting close to 100, so thanks everybody for tuning in. We hope you find this uh, entertaining at least. Maybe a little bit of technical knowledge. We never know since we're doing a random topic here coming up. But when we get done with whatever the topic of the, the topic du jour, we'll definitely dive into hedonism and get to food and booze and all the things that make what life worth living. But before we get into that, before we get into all of that, Let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. And I'm not going to even delay this. I've got the picker wheel queued up. I've got it randomized five times. I'm just going to spin it and see where we land. It's been, what, four tech topics in a row, I think? I believe so. All right. (laughs) So let's see. Sweet. Not a technical topic. It's a hedonism topic. Woo-woo! <laughs> <laughs> one, one that Bill and I were really going to enjoy talking about, but I don't know how the rest of you are all going to enjoy this, but you know what? <laughs> we we won't drag on and on and on, but the topic that it shows is the best cigar for the money. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like I can I can probably rattle off like a top five and call it good, but... Uh, I know you and I are going to have different opinions about things. We know Tony is also an occasional cigar smoker, so he wants to chime in and tell us what his favorites are for the money. Or, well, the topic is best for the money, so this is not this is not your favorite necessarily, but uh, best value for money, I guess. So let's let's go ahead and throw it over to Bill. I have I have an idea of one or two that you may select. So let me see how how many should we do? Should we do five? Can you cover five? Do you think? Um, I, I could maybe three. Do five. I could do. Okay, yeah, I could do. Let's, let's do three. Yeah. Okay. So top three <laughs> cigars for the money. We'll 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 go back and forth. Okay. First, second, third. So so, so let's I'll, go I'll with number three for one. you. I'll do, I'll do an easy one. <laughs> okay. You can probably guess which one this one would be. <laughs> probably this the same one I would say. <laughs> the Nica Libre. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nica Libre is always uh, an easy find for uh, for a cigar for the price. Uh, you can generally find it on sale at Cigars International, and it's an excellent smoke. It's an excellent, excellent, excellent smoke. Uh, I enjoy every every one I've ever had. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I would say it's probably uh, it's probably an underrated cigar for the money. I'm surprised it's not like uh, you know ninety something in the you know cigar aficionado world or something like that it's it's a great it's a great smoke uh from tip to end and uh yeah it's uh it's 
probably it's probably one of my favorites uh, to get in a in a combo pack or something like that. But uh, it's not available normally. You can buy a five pack pretty cheap, and uh, if you get a box, you know you can have a whole box of them. They're 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 really good cigars. All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on the Nico Libres. There are different kinds of Nico Libres. But I think we're both specifically talking about the standard variety. Yeah. Which yeah, comes in darker one, right? Yeah, it comes in like at four dollars and twenty five cents a stick or something like that, generally speaking. So and I have I can't think of one that I've ever had that wasn't like rolled perfectly and smoked perfectly and had great flavor. I, I don't know if they're machine rolled. I'm looking I'm looking now. I, I'm I'm almost wondering if they are. Because they're so consistent. Yeah, they are very consistent. Uh, I, maybe I'll be able to figure that out, but because uh, I'm looking at the on CI right now. <laughs> so, uh, we're, yeah, we're not going to go into things like sizes and varieties and stuff like that. But yeah, I, I would definitely put Nick Libre in the top three for sure. So, do you have a second one you could pull out for a val? You know, best value for money for a value cigar, and I'll go a completely different direction on this one. I'm going to say the uh, Five Vegas Gold is a is a great cigar it's a connecticut style wrapper um i always enjoy these even though i never specifically order them they come in a lot of uh multiple pack you know mother load packs and stuff like that and they're always always a good smoke and i'm probably probably don't i probably don't try enough of them <laughs> but i do i do like this one the five vegas gold is is a really nice smoke it's not uh, overly flavored, so it does give your uh, taste buds a little bit of a rest, but it doesn't taste light enough where you don't get a good cigar flavor to it. And it's uh, always, always in the uh, the cheap bundles, and uh, you generally find it uh, pretty cheap for stick. I think it's uh, probably around what a four dollar, a little less than four dollars a stick. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, Cinco Vegas is not one I have all that often. I do like them when I do have them, but it's not sort of in my repertoire. So I'm not going to choose that one as an option. I do want to give a quick honorable mention to Victor Sinclair. Oh yeah. Those, yeah. those tend to be pretty inexpensive and pretty tasty. They, they, to me, they're not nearly as good as things like Nico Libre. So, no. so that's why it would be sort of an honorable mention, but they're, they're definitely a consistent, and, and good value for money. So I would give that as an honorable mention for sure. So for my second pick, what I would pick is the Diesel Unlimited. Oh, yeah. Nice. Those those are really nice. They have great flavor along the lines of the Nico Libre. They're a little more robust than Nico Libres. They're also a little more expensive, but they still come in at uh, about six fifty, I think, a stick. So I think value for money-wise... Yeah, that's that they're hard to top. Um, most of the diesel line is, is hard to top, but some of them can get sort of to the expensive side. But if you stick to the standard diesels or the diesel unlimiteds, I, I think you're, you're still in good value for money territory. And of those two, I would definitely pick the unlimited because they're only slightly more expensive than the base version and much better. And I will, I will caveat for people who, who might want to try any of these that Bill and I, sort of tend toward the darker, stronger sticks. <laughs> so I don't think you're going to find any uh, light sticks, like Connecticut's, you know, breakfast sticks or anything like that on this list. 
So I mean, the, the Cinco, the Cinco Vegas. Well, the Cinco. Gold. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because yeah. you said the gold one, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, okay. That's that's definitely on the lighter side. Okay. So I'll speak for me then. You won't find any of those on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So we have Cinco Vegas Gold. We have Diesel Unlimited, and we have a pair of Nico Libres. Okay. So now we're so now we're at the top. Where where, where would you put it at the top? Oh. Mm. You know, I'll, I'm going to go with uh, a CAO Italia. I think those are uh, excellent, excellent representative sticks from uh, CAO. And uh, generally, you can find them for five, six bucks a piece, uh, depending upon the size. Once in a while, you can catch them on sale. Um, this is a, an excellent, excellent smoke. Um, I, I enjoy them every time I get them. I don't buy them that often, but uh I do I do enjoy it. And it does have a ninety two rating, so uh that's not 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 a bad cigar. Yeah, absolutely. I had one of the Brasilias, you gave me one of those. That was that wasn't bad at all. I have not had the Italia and I think did you give me an MX two? I think you may have given me one. Yeah, the MX twos are real good. They're all about the same price in the CAO family, so uh you really can't go wrong with an MX two, a Brasilia or an Italia. I do like the Italians, though. They're really nice. Okay. Very good. So for my top pick, I, I'm going to pick something that I just recently found. And it was funny the way I found them. It was because they were in the Cigars International magazine, and it was totally a gimmick. I got sucked <laughs> in by the band, <laughs> and I, I ordered them fully expecting them to be terrible. And I think I would put them at the top of my budget stick list now, e- even over Nico Libre. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are a little more expensive than Nico Libre's, but these are the Flor de San Andres by Rocky Patel. Well, there you go. That's why it's expensive. <laughs> well, they're, they're about six and a quarter, about the same as the diesels. Yeah. So, yeah, a little bit more expensive than Nico Libre, for sure. Um, but... I will I will caveat by saying there's two different versions of the Florida San Andres. There's one with a white band and one with a black band. They have completely different flavor profiles. And I actually tend for the slightly less bodied one, which is the one with the white band. And these are easy to identify because they have sugar skulls on them. So, uh, yeah. And they have the, the white banded one has this just really interesting sort of um cedar like cedar chocolate and coffee taste to it that i just really haven't found in any other stick and considering you can buy them for six dollars a stick or less you know depending on the the quantity uh they're absolutely fantastic so definitely would put that at the top of my list so any any honorable mentions Hmm. well the only honorable the other the only other honorable mention i would mention is one that is not a budget stick because they (laughs) because they run about 10 bucks a piece well that doesn't count yeah okay so so (laughs) should i mention it because i would just say it's like my favorite cigar (laughs) oh well go ahead you can mention your favorite one okay well it's kind of tied right now you and i had this discussion the other day um, but I'm going to go with the less expensive one since we're kind of trying to stick to the sort of budget side of things. And that's a, a cigar that's made by Oscar Valladares, and it's called the Superfly. Superfly. You can uh, spot these if anybody has ever seen them in uh, your local humidor or whatever. They have a purple, a thick purple and black band that just says Superfly on it. Uh, these things are, they, they do come in, like if you buy them in boxes, you can get them for like nine, I think a stick. So not terrible, but they're generally about 10. If you get them in a brick and mortar, maybe 11 or even 12. Um, 
but definitely at the top of my list. So, so what's at the top of yours? Sort of it's still within the budget range. Because mm. because my favorite is way out of the budget range. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, most of the ones I smoke are pretty budget minded anyway. But uh, I would uh, probably lean into the Camacho series. Um, I am enjoying a Camacho Corojo right now, and that one is actually quite excellent. Um, but uh, my favorite Camacho is the Triple Maduro, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a it's a hard one to beat, and it is a pricier cigar. Um, but uh, I don't think it's totally out of uh, out of realm of uh, possibility. I'm just gonna look up the price one here. Camacho, 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 Triple Camacho, Triple Maduro. There we are. Yeah, so they're about ten bucks a piece, ten to ten to twelve, basically, depending upon which uh, size you get. So not not too not too bad, I guess, in the pricing, but uh, definitely a very good, very good Maduro stick. All right, so I'm just putting this in there. So we had the Nica Libre, the Cao Italia, the Diesel Unlimited, the Florida San Andres, and what was your other one? Uh, the Cinco Vegas Five. Oh uh, uh, yeah, Cinco Vegas Gold. All right, excellent. So that's our list. It was actually kind of nice to talk about something non-technical for James. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, since we have already started off the, the show with hedonism, we're going to continue with hedonism. And since Cheryl is not a cigar smoker and really couldn't contribute to that conversation because she would tell you that all of them are terrible, um, we'll go ahead and talk about things that she does like, like food. Oh, of course I like food. Well, everybody likes food. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That's kind of the point, right? <laughs> yeah. So... So this week I picked freezer-friendly everything bagel biscuit bombs, and I rarely do breakfast things on the podcast, so it was time to change that up a little bit, and we're big fans of pre-made breakfast options in this house for some reason. If it's not a bowl of cereal, it's a, a breakfast biscuit thing out of the freezer. So this is a great thing for a grab-and-go breakfast. And for this, you need eggs, butter, shredded cheddar cheese, uh, pork sausage crumbles, uh, extra-large layer refrigerated biscuits like Grands, uh, some water, and some everything basil seasoning. Ba- excuse me, bagel seasoning, not basil. Um, <laughs> so just uh, tear your biscuits apart in half and layer everything in there and smush them back together. So you have to pre-cook the biscuits then, right? No, 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 no. They come apart? Yeah, they come apart. Yeah, if you you get the layered ones, they'll come apart. So just like, you know, unlayer them about halfway down, put everything in, pinch them back together, and there you go. Uh, You know, bake them and have them, you know, ready to go. Uh, You can wrap it in, you know, plastic wrap or foil, put it in a, you know, a food storage bag in your freezer, pop them out. And uh, put them in the microwave for a minute or two, and you have breakfast. So, oh, I see you're using the refrigerated ones, not the frozen ones. Yeah, yeah, no, the refrigerated biscuits. So, yeah, the ones in the cans that when they explode, you kind of scrape yourself <laughs> off the ceiling. So, yeah, I think yeah, the, the the freezer thing was in reference to the fact that once you make these things, you throw them in the freezer, and then you can have them for a quick meal. Not not that they were frozen to be frozen with. biscuits, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking when I buy the thing, a big bag of grands, they're normally the frozen grands. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, we we do the same thing. So, but yeah, no. The this calls for the canned refrigerated biscuits. So, so that's breakfast. The whole recipe will, of course, be in the show notes. And for my mixed drink corner, since it's fall, I picked a brown sugar old fashioned. 
And Russ and I are both fans of Old Fashioned. So um, this one has a little bit of brown sugar in it to give it kind of a caramel taste. And for this, you need some brown sugar, some water, some Angostura bitters, some bourbon, some ice, and of course the uh, orange peel and a cinnamon stick. So, and of course the recipe and everything will be in the show notes. Uh, old fashions. Yeah. Kick mm. <laughs> <Get> around. <laughs> yeah, I also have one for a maple syrup one. And I'm drinking a rye because I can make old fashions with a rye. There so. you go. All right. So we did kind of talk about the fact that I was going to discuss a rye before the show. So I'll go ahead and tell everybody what it is. I, I felt I had already done this one, but we went through the list and I had not. So here it is. It's New Riff Kentucky Street Rye. And uh, it's uh, it's an interesting rye. We're going to get into their little blurb here. New Riff Distilling's core rye whiskey is full bodied, offering hugely spicy character, depending. I'm sorry. It's hugely spicy character, period. Building upon America's 1897 Bottled and Bond Act, already the highest quality standard for aged spirits in the world, New Riff is bottled and bond without chill filtration. Featuring a unique mash bill of 95% rye and 5% malted rye, it represents a new riff <laughs> on our hallowed local <laughs> rye whiskey traditions. Aged four years in full-size 53-gallon toasted and charred new oak barrels, there are no shortcuts taken in its traditional production. All new riff whiskeys are made with the full sour mash Kentucky Regiment, all carry an age statement, and are always bottled. Does this have an age statement on it? I don't see one. Lies! <laughs> huh. Oh, no. Aged at least four years. There it is, right on the bottle. Okay. <laughs> it's on the back of the bottle. Yeah, hidden. Small print. <laughs> Our distillers learn the black arts of the hardest whiskey in the world to make, famed 95% rye, under the direct tutelage of the distiller who mastered it in Indiana, Larry Ebersold of Seagram's. Taking Master Larry's instruction in hand, we put a riff on it to the tune of adding 5% malted rye. A unique twist that aids in pulling additional flavors out of the rye and adds a touch of the elegance of malted rye. Okay, elegance is a weird word to use for, <laughs> for <laughs> liquor, but okay. So, some details about the new riff, Kentucky Straight Rye. It has a mash bill, as we've already discussed, of 95% rye and 5% malted rye. It is bottled in bond, which means it's 100 proof, or 50% alcohol by volume. It comes from Newport, Kentucky. The color is golden amber, which is belied by the fact that the the bottle is frosted, so you don't really get the, the sense of color until you pour it. But it does have some interesting characteristics. The nose on it gives you mint, black pepper, vanilla, lemon zest, and an oily oak flavor. The uh, taste is cinnamon, vanilla, toffee, rye spice, caramel, and toasted oak. And the finish is more of that rye spice. They they do talk about the spiciness of it, and it is a spicy rye. If you if you know anything about one hundred percent rye products, they definitely attack your tongue and uh, give you a, a spicy feel for sure. But there's also vanilla, brown sugar, and a grassy flavor with hints of anise as it fades out before you drink the next drink. I find this stuff pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the Rossville Union. But it is certainly quite good. I think it would make a very good old-fashioned or, or any other drink that requires a, a decent to better-than-decent rye, for sure. Uh, it costs about 50 bucks. I think I may have paid slightly less than that for this particular bottle, maybe in the 45-ish range. It's quite good, but I'd say at that price point, 
I mean, definitely go for Rossville Union, but if you want to try something different that has a little bit of different character from that malted rye, it's probably worth it. And I'm going to give this a rating of 89 out of 100. So quite good. Just not Rossville Union good. So <laughs> we have our, have our line. <laughs> <laughs> we do have our line. So yeah, between the two of us, between Peerless and Rossville Union, we've kind of found, you know, the line. So. Yeah, when it, when it comes to rye, anyway. So that's New Rift Kentucky Straight Rye. And Bill, do you have anything? No, nah, not really. I, I decided to you know go for something as cold as the Rockies and have a Coors Light. So nothing exciting over here, unfortunately. I do have some Peerless upstairs, but I, I didn't grab it when I came down here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, we don't we don't need to talk about Coors Light. Everybody knows what that is and what they're getting when they buy it. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing special. <laughs> exactly, and we did have a comment on YouTube. Uh, that was on one of Bill's videos, the one specifically about building the Linux in the Handshot distribution using Cubic. And it's from Pure Pig who asks or says, great video, and then asks, could it work with Lubuntu 16 64-bit? Well, I guess. I mean, <laughs> uh, doesn't Lubuntu come in the newer versions, the uh, 22? <laughs> I'm sure it does. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you could definitely do any Ubuntu-based distribution can run through that same process. Uh, that's the whole point of it. Um, but, yeah, you'd want to use something more modern. Obviously, Ubuntu 16 is out of support and uh, would not be recommended for anybody to use unless you just had to use it. Especially if you're using 64-bit, there's no reason for you to not have the, uh, uh, you know, 2204 latest LTS or even 2210, which has just been released. So there you go. All right. Very good. And thanks for the feedback. And we always appreciate feedback, whether it's a comment or a question. So please send us some if you have the opportunity. We would love to hear from you and we respond to everything. So go ahead and send some stuff our way. And before we go ahead and wrap up this episode, we'll let Cheryl jump in here and talk about our new subscribers, supporters, and live participants. Okay, I can do that. <clears throat> so we didn't have any new subscribers or Patreons this week. On Facebook, Satnogs joined us. No one on Twitter. On YouTube, we had David Jakeway. Um, mailing list, we had Paul Sobon and Bill in 3AJ. No merchandise sells. No one on Discord. And in our live chat, we have Bill in 3AJ, Tony K4XSS, and Don KB2YSI. All right. Well, thanks for jumping on board, Bill on our various uh, platforms and uh, joining us for the live show. It's good to have you. And it's also good to have everybody who joins on the live show and everybody who listens to the downloaded version. We appreciate each and every one of you. And we hope you'll tune in next time when we come back with a deep dive episode, which will be an interview. It's going to be a follow-up interview on a project we have talked about in the past. We're going to find out everything new with M17. So stay tuned for that. And in the meantime, we hope you have a great week. And we'll go ahead and wrap this one up and let you get on with the rest of your day. I'm Russ. Oh, let me go ahead and do the thing. This has been episode number 487 of Linux in the Hamshack, the 98th edition of The Weekender. I'm Russ, K5TUX. I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke LHS podcast 
or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at one nine zero nine nhs show That's one nine zero nine five four seven seven four six nine. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. Music